Shalom, and welcome to Torah to the People, a podcast from Temple Israel in Memphis, Tennessee. I'm Rabbi Micah Greenstein. We hope you enjoy this selection of our sermons, classes, and conversations with inspiring people from across the Bluff City and around the world. A few years ago, when I was living in Israel, I had the opportunity to visit a Yad Bayad school, in, in English, a hand-in-hand hand school. And these Yad Bayad schools, they bring together Arab and Jewish kids who live in the same city or in neighboring towns, but who would ordinarily never get to know one another. Even though Arabs comprise about 15% of Israel's citizenry, very few Arabs and Jews socialize with one another. Too often, because they speak different languages or because they have different cultures, they fear one another. But in these Yad Bayad schools, in the one I got to visit, I saw Arab, Jew, Arab and Jewish little boys and girls playing together, holding hands together. They teach, at these schools, they teach Arabic and Hebrew and Jewish and Arab culture with equal status. Because their kids want to play with one another outside of school, many Arab and Jewish parents meet for the very first time on playdates. And they, too, form relationships and friendships across cultures and neighborhoods. Seeing these children grow up with such a different perception of reality of one another. In that moment, it brought tears to my eyes. It gave me hope for a brighter tomorrow, for a better future, a peaceful future, filled with recognition of what we share in common, but also with celebration of what makes each one of us, each of our cultures special and unique. That even though there are divisions, Children can easily see that every person, every Arab, every Jew is made B'Tselem Elohim in the image of God. And the thing is that there are so many organizations like Yad Bayad working every day so hard to increase the dialogue and relationships between these two peoples, doing the painstaking and holy work of weaving together Arabs and Jews under the banner of one country. And that is just one of the so many reasons why Israel's election results from this week are so tragic. On Tuesday, Israel elected a coalition to once again be headed by Bibi Netanyahu, a coalition that includes ultra-Orthodox and far-right parties that for decades, these far-right parties for decades, were beyond the pale in Israel's civic, civil society. The next minister of police, 
the likely next minister of police, Itamar Ben-Gvir, is a disciple of Mayor Kahana, who called for the forcible removal of Palestinians from Israeli territory, and who was banned from serving in the Knesset because of his incitement to racism. One of Kahana's followers, Baruch Goldstein, you may know, massacred 34 Muslim worshipers at the tomb of the patriarchs in Hebron in 1994. And until just a few years ago, Ben Gvir, Israel's next minister of police, he had a picture of a picture of Ben Go- of excuse me of Baruch Goldstein of this mass murderer hanging in his living room. He only took it down when he started to get more media coverage and it started to hurt his political prospects. When Kahana, the, the founder of this ideology and movement, when he would come speak at the podium during his short stint as a member of Knesset, Prime Minister Yitzhak Shamir himself on the right, himself from the Likud party, Bibi Netanyahu's own party, Yitzhak Shamir would leave the plenum and his whole party, the whole Likud party, would follow him out in protest that this racist was in the Knesset. For decades, Kahana and his followers were beyond the pale. That is until this election, when Bibi said that he would invite them into his coalition. So afraid was Bibi of being charged with corruption, charges he will likely face, he would likely face, without the protection of the prime minister's office. In Israel's Declaration of Independence, her founders envisioned a country based on two parallel cornerstones. One, that Israel would always be a homeland for the Jewish people and would be the modern world's first and only Jewish state. And two, that Israel would be a democratic stronghold that protects the rights of all her citizens, Jewish or Arab. The founders envisioned little Jewish boys and little Arab girls growing up to have the same rights, that they would be equal citizens before the law. Ben Gavir and his political partner, Betzalel Smotrich, they announced last week that they want to open, if elected, and they were, a new government office that would facilitate and encourage Arab citizens to immigrate, that's immigrate with an E, to immigrate out from Israel. Israel's founders should be rolling in their graves. Yossi Klein Halevi, one of the English language's leading moral voices on Israel, he explained that for both sides, this election was really about fear. He writes, it was framed as a question. Are you with the camp that seeks to empty Israel of its Jewish identity? That's how the right viewed the left. Or are you with the camp that seeks to empty Israel of its democratic identity? How the left views the right. You see, Israel's last government, the, the outgoing government, oversaw one of the biggest political transformations in Israel's history. It was the first time an Arab party joined the governing coalition, the first time in Israel's nearly 75 years. Even though Arabs comprise about 15% of Israel's citizens, 
their Knesset members, their, their representatives, had never before sat in government, refusing to be part of a system that many felt was illegitimate. However, a year and a half ago, Mansour Abbas, the leader of Ra'am, an Arab party with, believe this, believe this or not, his party had historic ties to the militant Muslim Brotherhood. And yet even so, he declared publicly that Israel was a legitimate state. In, in uh, Halevi's words, in a historic statement, which Mansour Abbas made in Hebrew, and then pointedly he repeated in Arabic. Abbas noted that Israel was founded as a Jewish state and would remain a Jewish state. Imagine an Arab leader in Israel saying that. Mansour Abbas was so brave. But Abbas finished, he, he concluded, Israel, in addition to being a Jewish state, is also a democratic state and Arab Israelis belong in the mainstream. While that last government, the outgoing government, government made historic progress, it also oversaw some of the worst violence between Arabs and Jews since 1967. In cities all across the country, Arab citizens rioted and looted in response to last year's Gaza conflict. And in response, Armed Jewish civilians and settlers patrolled the streets like vigilantes, the police often unable to quell the violence. So in Yossi Klein Halevi's framing, too many Jewish Israelis responding to their fear of what Arab mainstreaming of Israeli society would mean, they were swayed by Ben Gvir's racist anti-Arab rhetoric. They were afraid, and they voted out of fear. In this week's Torah portion, God promises Abraham and his descendants, each of us, that Abraham and, and his children will inhabit a land, Aretz Asher Arecha, the land of Israel that God will give to our people. God says, after promising that, he says, um, I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. We probably know that from the Debbie Friedman song, Lechi Lach. I shall make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. But Bin Gavir and Smotrich, those religious fundamentalists, they believe that this land is our land only because God said so, that Jews should do whatever it takes to control every single inch of that land. But that, my friends, is not how we as a Jewish people become a blessing. Israel's declaration of independence declares that the Jewish state would not simply be Jewish in composition by the religion labeled on its citizens' passports. It should be Jewish in its values. Its laws should be guided by the spirit and the wisdom of our millennia-old ethical tradition. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Each person is made B'Tselem Elohim in the image of God. 
when our spiritual or our literal ancestors prayed for 2,000 years, every day, three times a day, to return to that land of Israel. Hatikva bashnot al paim, you know the song, the Hatikva. Liot am chovshi be'artsenu, our 2,000-year-old hope to be a free people in our own land. Those values, loving our neighbor, treating each person with dignity. Those were the Jewish values our ancestors prayed that our spiritual home would embody. So when Bibi and Smotrich and Ben-Vir say that letting Arab citizens be equal members of our society threatens the Jewish nature of the state, what kind of Judaism are they fighting for? They and their racist followers, they are the ones they are the ones who threaten the Jewish nature of the state. So what do we do? What can we do as American Jews who love the state of Israel, who want it to live up to its values and be welcoming to all its citizens? One thing, one small thing that we can take comfort in is the fact that though this coalition will be in power, by a strange quirk of the Israeli election system, they beat the opposition by only a total of 8,000 votes. 8,000 votes got them this majority coalition. Less than 0.01% of the total votes. Israel is a very, very divided country, just like we are. It was that close to being a different outcome. There are so many people, like the Yad Bayad schools I mentioned earlier, that are working to make Israeli society better. And as American Jews who I hope support, not just politically, but financially, the state of Israel through our donations to Federation, through our donations to other organizations, we can target our funding to only those groups like the Hartman Institute, the New Israel Fund, the Israeli Religious Action Center that are working to make Israel better. We can educate ourselves on the issues in Israeli society. And we can say that as Jews, we demand our spiritual home does better. We, we and our brothers and sisters in Israel can create the Israel that we can be proud of, where Jewish children and their Arab friends are both equal in the eyes of the law, just as they are in the eyes of God and in the image of God. That, that is how we become a blessing. Let us pray, let us work, that that remains so. Can you hear our zone? May it be God's will.